0: going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Writing Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am with my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, we weren't able to bring a preview show, unfortunately. However, the Niners won. They took care of business. They did what they should have done. What were your, What are your initial reactions to the huge win?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to be back. I know um, I've, I had some stuff going on. I feel like I haven't been here in forever, but, um, you know, nice thing to come back to. 49ers took care of business. I know we didn't give you a preview show, but I feel like we all knew what was going to go down. Um, this was just a thorough shellacking from the opening, you know, the opening gun to the final seconds. And I, it just, it, the 49ers did what good teams do. And that is handle opponents that you're supposed to beat. So I think at five and five, I think the 49ers are kind of turning a corner a little bit. Um, the last couple weeks have been, pretty outstanding with what they've done. And I think that there are many factors to that. Uh, we can get into those, but it's nice to see them come out on top and do the things they need to do to get back into the wild card hunt.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Um, and it was nice to see Jimmy Garoppolo come out. Again, I know you weren't here Monday night, but I wore this Monday night and I kind of told myself, look, I probably wouldn't wear it again after the Colts debacle, complete meltdown. But Jimmy played well Monday night. And I feel like I had to keep it going. Just my superstitious brain was like, it worked Monday night. You got to do today. And he played well. I mean, overall, he played a very efficient game. 16 for 22, 176 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Most importantly, he's been taking care of the ball. Um, Do you think just this fire of maybe getting benched has finally gotten hot enough for Jimmy to start playing well? Or do you think this is just who he is and this is what we've seen? And right now he's on a good streak.
1: If I'm being honest, I think it's less Jimmy starting to play well and Kyle being better at calling games. I think Kyle has hit a play-calling stride. Because if you look, the last two weeks combined, Jimmy Garoppolo only has 41 pass attempts. Right. So, I mean, and and you're talking about a team that's put up, what, what was the, the Rams was 31 to 10? Yeah. So in the last two weeks, they're outscoring their opponents 61 to 20 with Jimmy Garoppolo only passing 41 times. They're being much more creative with how they use Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk has started getting into the offense. Having a healthy Kittle is making a difference. Um, And the biggest thing, I think, is that the 49ers defense has started forcing turnovers, and the offense hasn't given the ball up. I think those are two huge things. Today, another thing that struck me was the fact that, I mean, minus a ticky-tack personal or a, a pass interference against Joukowsky Tart at the end of the game, 49ers didn't commit any penalties. So you're talking about a team that's, you know, doing the things they need to do. I mean, Bosa is drawing more flags now on top of just, you know, he's I think he's equal to stack total from his rookie season now. And so you, you look at these factors and playing clean football, um, being able to control the time of possession, which I think today it was pretty outsized. Um, the 49ers had the ball for 38 minutes and 22 seconds. Um, they had it for all but I think two minutes of that first quarter. So uh, that that initial 20 play drive they only got three on it you'd like to see them come away with seven but I mean at the end of the day you're talking about a 20 point win against a uh, uh, you know a Jacksonville team on the road. It's a really nice really nice uh win for them
0: it really is it's impressive and you said it earlier good teams you know the win the games are supposed to win the 49ers were supposed to win this game and luckily they did they, stay alive in the wild card hunt, which seemed almost unfathomable a couple of weeks ago, talking about a wild card spot for them. Excuse me, but it really is impressive what they've done the last two weeks. Um, And yeah, hunk fat running game didn't fall apart without Mitchell or hasty too. That's no, amazing. but I think,
1: I think it's clear that Elijah Mitchell is the best running back on the team
0: without, yeah, without, and,
1: and without Debo guy. Samuel on those plays their their running game was not very good. Um, if we go, uh, I think uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. What do you have? I'm trying to look it up here. Sorry. Uh, Jeff Wilson, 19 carries for 50 yards. Not good. Trey Sermon, 10 for 32. Not good. So, yeah. I mean, Debo was the guy on off of eight carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, again, that's something that Kyle Shanahan is purposefully scheming. I don't think that you can count on that week in, week out. You need that that running back that can get the ball. So, it's clear to me that Elijah Mitchell is the best running back on the roster. Um, Hopefully he can come back next week. Um, I think they were kind of like trying to give him a little bit more time with that pin in his finger anyway. So hopefully he can be back and and start doing some things. Cause if you can combine Debo and Elijah Mitchell, that's a good running game right there.
0: That is one hell of a running game. Um, Yeah. They weren't anywhere like they were Monday night with their running game, but it was enough. Um, They totaled 171 yards rushing, with all players, Debo, like you said, led the team with seventy-nine yards. I was a little bummed they couldn't get him that six more yards to get a thousand yards receiving. But that's all right. It, it's team first, and I doubt you'll see Debo For who? anywhere complaining. Debo,
1: Um uh, Debo's still like twenty-one yards away from a thousand. He
0: was he was twenty-one going into today. Oh, was he? And he, and he had a fifteen-yard reception. Gotcha. Yeah, so so close. But that's all right. That's all right. Team one. We get it next week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, were you a little shocked, Matt, how late Kyle Shanahan switched Jimmy for, for Trey Lance?
1: No, not really. Because like he, Kyle was going to wait until it was like about the time that it was where it's like, okay, go out there, get a first down so we can kneel this down. Um, just because that's like, that's how I've, I've come to accept the fact that as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is playing well and the 49ers are winning, that we're not going to see Trey Lance. We're not going to see packages. We're not going to see this and this and that it's almost like Trey Lance for this season is looked at as the backup quarterback at this point. So I get it. Um, you know, Kyle has explained that it takes him out of his rhythm as a play caller to switch between the two quarterbacks. And I'd rather have Kyle in rhythm. Um, we've seen the last two weeks, what that looks like, and it looks good. So, um, it, it, you know, it's a bummer because we want to see Lance. And uh, I mean, we will get into it. Um, actually, we can get into it right now. There are, throws that Jimmy just cannot make that he continues to be unable to make. He missed multiple throws today. Um, and three egregious ones that would have been touchdowns. I feel like, um, there was one to the outside and that wouldn't have been a touchdown, but it was Jeff Wilson Jr. He was coming out of the flat. Jimmy throws it behind him and Jeff Wilson has to like contort to catch it. Um, then there was the one wide open in the end zone that he missed with Jeff Wilson Jr. That was just an inexplicable miss um there was another one in the end zone i believe um to kyle Yuschek that he missed mm-hmm. um and then he came back the next play and he did hit Ayuk, but that was Ayuk between the numbers and then later on he had that deep shot down the sideline to debo samuel who had beaten his man there was no safety over the top because the safety shaded towards the center of the field and jimmy underthrew it so debo had to halt his route if he leads debo that's six you know, and we're talking about how Debo Samuel's the first thousand yard receiver in San Francisco since Anquan Bolden. You know, so so there it's it's frustrating to like just watch Jimmy spray chart. I I still don't understand how teams don't just shade all of their coverage towards the middle and force Jimmy to throw outside because you know he's going to make mistakes. Um, yep. You know he's not going to be able to make those throws, and it's just it's kind of crazy. So.
0: Yeah, it was very unfortunate. And I tweeted out, too, like that Debo play. Like, oh, it hit him in the hands. was kind of awkward. You're like, no, it was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. He completely underthrew the ball.
1: Yeah, Um, Debo had had to break stride and slow down for that.
0: Yeah, and it was very – he kind of like turned around, and even though he almost hauled it in – if you get him a better ball, that's six.
1: Right. Yeah, that was a yeah. better play on Debo. He didn't make the catch, but that's one of those like, you know, people. If the ball hits your hands, you got to catch it. But that's like Debo's trying to play through a defender because Jimmy underthrows it. You know, that's right. it's a different circumstance, yeah. and yeah. so it's just it's fr- like I said this in the chat, and I maintain it to this day that Jimmy Garoppolo is such a frustrating watch. Because there are times, like, over the middle of the field, he plays so well in, in many circumstances. Minus when he doesn't see the backside defender, that's a different thing. But outside the numbers, it's so frustrating. It, it's like watching a high school quarterback. It's just, it's not good. Yeah.
0: Um, with that all said, though, the positive is that the 49ers are in a three-way tie for yeah. the last two wild card spots in the NFC. Um, the Eagles beat the Saints, and yep. the Vikings beat... Uh, Green Bay.
1: Yeah, so it's Niners, Vikings, and Saints right now. And yeah. we play the Vikings next week.
0: It's going to be it's a big, big game. game. Yeah. Hopefully it's a repeat of that wild card game from 2019 where the Niners just beat them up.
1: I'm just hoping that if Shanahan loves Cousins as much as he, everybody thinks he does, that he's studied enough Cousins that he knows how to beat them. So...
0: Yeah, hopefully, man.
1: <laughs> um, One thing that I will say, though, that has been a pleasant development is the last couple weeks i mean since ever since iu came out and said that him and shanahan had that hey we had that talk we had that meeting or whatever each week it seems like iuk has gotten a little better a little better a little better man he played like a number one receiver today he looked great
0: and he consistently just snags the ball out of the air of very very tough catches that could easily get picked easily could get tipped He's very impressive, and I totally agree with you, Matt. That was one of my notes for today. He led the team in receiving seven receptions for 85 yards and a yep. touchdown um, with the long of 34. It's very impressive.
1: And, and that's one of the things I noticed about Ayuk, um, speaking of how you say he goes up and gets the ball. From the time that he plucks the ball out of the air and tucks it into his body is really fast. It's a very snappy motion where he just catches it and the ball's inside and protected. Yeah. It's it's really nice, especially because they're running him on a lot of those slants. They're running him on in routes. They're they're doing a lot of those things with him that kind of put him in harm's way. Um, you know, he's had some contact. He had that one breakaway where he was actually hit as the ball got to him and he just stayed on his feet. He kind of pinballed off the defender and was able to get more yardage. But he he looks nice. He looks He looks like the guy that we took in the first round. He looks like the guy from last yep. year, and it's about time because now the weapons are starting to develop. This team is starting to gel at the right time. The defense is coming out. They're playing a lot better. It's pretty exciting, man. And, you know, knock on wood, but, like, the 49ers seem to get out of a, a, another game with, you know, relatively healthy. So, I know we heard during the press conference, though, I guess somebody asked if Trey Lance was limping or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but.
0: Yeah, after a, uh, carry, apparently he got up kind of lame. But, um, unfortunately, the same couldn't be said for the Jaguars, man. They were getting beat up left oh. and right.
1: I think that hold on, hold on. If they if they're talking about the, the play where Lance ran the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. They were, yeah.
1: No, he didn't no, he didn't come up limping. What happened was his sock was down by his ankle. Mm-hmm. So he bent down to pick up his sock. So I don't know, because he took the next few snaps and didn't look like anything was wrong. So
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, like I was saying, the Jaguars unfortunately got completely beat up today and injury wise, not, not performance wise. It yeah. seemed like they were dropping like flies. I mean, it was very unfortunate. Agnew, yeah, they had the two on
1: that one play.
0: Yeah, and Agnew, you talked about it, and you were correct. It looked like his hip injury was yeah, very Yeah, so like, at
1: first when I saw it live, it looked like he buckled. So I was like, oh, his knee is screwed up. Yeah. Um, He's got, you know, it's probably like a big-time knee injury. And then I watched the replay, and the knee didn't buckle, and his leg was like pinned, and he folded over. And I'm like, man, that looks like that could be a danger for like a hip subluxation. So it turned out that it's more of the hip. I don't know the exact injury that it is, but yeah, I was, I was ugly. It didn't look good. Yeah.
0: Prayers up for them, man. That's, it's very tough to deal with the Niners have been there plenty of times. Yeah. Unfortunately um, I want to talk about some of Josh Norman's comments in the post game. It's going on right now. We only wait for Kyle's to be done and then we go on so we can talk football with you guys. But um, you know, they've been asking him about how he's played and his, turnovers that he's been creating you got to look for opportunities they're all over the field and then he was asked how the defense played last couple of games he said exceptional and then which i thought was funny y'all got to show my head coach some love you've been getting him hell recently so norman knows what's up norman sees social media obviously and um apparently the players know when coach shanahan is getting kind of torn alive torn apart on twitter which is funny i thought that was funny Rightfully so, though. I mean, let's be honest. They have been playing very ugly.
1: Yeah, there's been some unevenness. But, I mean, Kyle has looked good these last few weeks. And I think that, again, if Kyle is – you know, we talked a a few weeks ago about, man, maybe he looks like he's just not into it or whatever. He's got that struggle face going on. I think that he's making it easier on himself, you know? Let's get these blowout wins. Let's, you know, go back to what we do, which is scheming up the run game, limit the opportunity – because. Earlier on in the season, I mean, it seemed like they were throwing the ball an inordinate amount, more, yeah. more so than they should have been considering Jimmy Garoppolo and his limitations. But now that they've kind of gone away from that and now that you don't have the pressure um, of necessarily putting in Trey Lance right away because you're starting to win and you're in the hunt, now you can just go back to coaching and doing what you do best. Um, and that's why I always was like, take the personnel decisions out of his hands. Um, just let him coach. If he's coaching, that's that's all if if all he's doing is coaching, he's in a good spot. It's when you start getting the too much power, like, oh man, I picked this guy, so I gotta play him. Oh man, I picked this guy, so I gotta play him, or like I don't like this guy, even though he's best for the team. You have to you have to get away from that external stuff. All those externalities, they they hamper him as a coach. So when he's out there and he's just scheming and drawing up plays, you know, it's that that's a thing of beauty. That's what you want to see. Um, it reminds me of the old john madden when he would get on the whiteboard you know and just you know boom 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 and doing his thing and that's what he loved to do and for me when i watch kyle i don't think he likes all of the media stuff he doesn't like all the the drama or anything like that what he does like is drawing up plays and scheming his offense so if he can do that we're in a good spot
0: yeah very well said um brandon here says can we talk about the first series another 18 plus drive uh, yep, 18 20 plays. Drives, tw- took most of the first quarter. And it was yeah, like so,
1: 1345 for that first drive.
0: Yeah, insane. I mean, they ran 33 of the game's first 37 plays. And at one point, they had uh, more first downs, which 14, than total yards for the Jaguars, yeah. which was 12 midway through the second quarter. Um, very impressive. And this is a totally different start than we've seen from the 49ers during their four-game losing streak when they were starting off very, very slow. They'd be lucky to go into halftime with the touchdown um, or a couple of first downs. This is a different team, and it's very impressive to see. I wanted to ask you, though, Matt, it was a bit controversial on Twitter, obviously, that first drive. Uh Get all the way down inside the three, and it's fourth and one from the three. Take a timeout, look to go for it. And then on the other end of the timeout, they end up sending Robbie Gold out there for the field goal. Do you think that was the right choice at that moment? I know in hindsight, yes, obviously not not a big deal, but at right. that moment.
1: I would have gone for it because not only were you it, – so it was fourth and one at the two, so you had an opportunity to get a first down if not a touchdown. I can understand if it was like fourth and goal from the two, that's a little more dicey um, because you have to get those two yards. But, I mean, you're looking at a team that does really well with Jimmy Garoppolo doing the quarterback sneaks, and you just needed that one yard. So I probably would have gone for it, but I'm not going to kill him for not – um, I think that he's had more egregious types of, of, you know, like, uh, what was it? The game against Arizona where he punted from like the 39, that was way worse. <laughs> punted from the 39 and they were down like 17 points. That was a way worse give up than, than this. This was th- you got points. So, um, y- you know, you put a little pressure and then of course they get the three and out and then march down the field and score a touchdown. So it was really a moot point after that. Um, I think that he might've gone for it if it was more like the third quarter but the fact that it was the opening drive of the game, I think that there's something in a coach's mind where he's like, man, I schemed all these plays. We had them on our sheet. We got to get something out of this. So I think that's where his mindset was at that time.
0: That's fair. I, I agree with that. Um, I would have – I agree with you as well. I would have gone for it on fourth down because, like you said, could have gotten the first down without scoring a touchdown. Um, and it looked like he wanted to go. And I thought it was funny when they came back from halftime, the uh, sideline reporter – I forget her name – I'm not sure if it was Laura Oakman or, or another, um, but she said, oh, I spoke to Kyle about that first drive, and he said, oh, it was killing me. I wanted to go for it so badly, but then I ultimately decided against it. And it's like, if you want to go for it, just go for it. But in hindsight, it wasn't a big deal because if they won very, very comfortably. But yeah. I like the aggressiveness um, previously. Obviously, there yeah. they went.
1: And I think they went for a fourth down later in the game, did they not?
0: They got the touchdown to kill on fourth down.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think the situation dictated why he took three points. I I really do think that it's because of the, the, you know, the fact that it was the opening drive and it's like, we got to come away with points. I'd hate to, I mean, imagine having a 21 play drive where you get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So three is better than nothing. And I think he even alluded to that in the postgame presser where he's like the wrong answer in that situation is zero points.
0: Which is correct, yeah. That that that's a great take. So yeah. I do agree with that. Getting the points no matter what, especially because that could be demoralizing for an offense as well. You get all the way down there, and then you come away with nothing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, it wasn't a big deal because the Niners completely took care of business against the Jaguars. Um, on the flip side, we've seen Trevor Lawrence be capable at times this season. I mean, he's got a very very good arm. We know he can put the ball in tight spaces. How did you think the defense handled him overall today?
1: They were they were excellent. He looked bamboozled until they started playing soft. I mean, he couldn't seem to get anything going. Um, the defense had three sacks. I know somebody in here, I think it was Ace, said that Bosa has 10 sacks in 10 games. He's at nine. I think they gave that first sack to Arden Key because Arden Key, I think, touched him first. Um, so he was down by Arden Key. I think that, that was what it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, Bosa played excellently. Putting pressure on the quarterback, um, and and I think that the secondary for the most part did a really good job as well. I think having Jaquaski Tart back there in coverage and being that leader really shows. I know we all want to crown Hufanga, and by the way, he had another pretty sweet hit today. Um, but at the same time, I, I just you know Tart has that veteran presence, and I think that. As the team starts gelling into shape and you see people like Warner and Ward and, you know, Eric Armstead, uh, they had that players only meeting. And since then, it seems like the defense has really come together. So they did a great job today. Um, I think that they had Trevor Lawrence fooled. He, you know, was 16 to 25 for 158. But again, a lot of that came at the end of the game in garbage time. Um, That's when they scored their touchdown. So you're talking about through three and a half quarters, giving them only three points. Forcing a couple turnovers. Um, I know one was on a punt, but good coverage there um, and heads up play by Sherfield to get down there. And then, yeah. of course, you have Norman forcing another one with a what I think Scott called it the peanut punch, the peanut Tillman yeah. punch. So he's really good at those. So it was it was really nice. And Acebro saying it, um, Ward and Tart are really good are really good pair. I, I agree. They play well together. You can tell they gel. So the back end of that defense was nice and sound. Um, and they, they played really well. So I couldn't be happier with the defense.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially after the, the previous couple of weeks, they were just kind of getting manhandled out there, and that players-only meeting seems to really helped. Um, it seems that like they've gotten in check, and they're holding each other accountable, which is great. And like you said to start the show, Matt, they're finally getting turnovers, which is something they hadn't done for the first, you know, what, six games of the season. So it's nice to see them finally start to get – some balls back for the offense and
1: field. Well, it's, it's two more. I mean, through the first nine games of the season, they were tied for, they were like second fewest turnovers in the NFL, like that they had forced. So getting two more is going to help with that. And if you can kind of consistently build up, I think there was a key, a key stretch of like four or five games, where they didn't get any turnovers um, on defense. And I think the law of averages will kind of weight that out. Um, But yeah, it's really nice to see them actually forcing turnovers and, (laughs) Good for Fred Warner jumping on that fumble, unlike the last time where it just like yeah. squibbed off his face mask. He finally got one. So good for all pro Fred yeah. doing the job. So real nice. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, which is interesting, too, because speaking of turnovers on the flip side, I see that they, they haven't turned the ball over in four games this season. And they're four. 0 when they don't turn the ball yep. over. Clean football, man.
1: Clean football. Because, I mean, if you look at the other stats, like, really, what are we looking at? I mean, they still weren't, they were still only six of 12 on third down. It's not like they were super third down efficient. The thing that they, you know, they cleaned up was hey, penalties are cleaned up and we're not turning the football over. And those are things that are going to help you win games, all other things being equal. Those are the things that keep you in games, not shooting yourself in the foot, not making those mistakes and giving up possessions. And I think that that really shows. Um, It showed today. It showed last week. I thought they played a hell of a game last week. Um, I wasn't here to kind of comment on it, but it was an outstanding game, and they carried the momentum in this week. And so let's see what they look like going forward. But this more efficient, protective of the ball, protective of not getting penalties, 49ers team is a breath of fresh air to watch. And they can withstand some of the limitations that Jimmy Garoppolo has because they've shored up the other areas. Um, you're not asking Jimmy to carry you. The de- the team is actually carrying Jimmy. And th- I think that that is the recipe for success right now for the 49ers.
0: That's a very good, yeah, very good way to say it. The team is carrying Jimmy. I agree with that. They're overcoming kind of his shortcomings, and they're, I don't want to say overcompensating, but they're kind of filling in where Jimmy can't, um, whether it's screen passes, short passes, hands off to Debo. They're overcoming whatever Jimmy kind of can't do. Um, and you, I think you said it in the chat today too, map the throws or maybe it was in the show today over in the middle of the field are fantastic. But once he gets outside the numbers, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And we all know that, but the 49ers do a good job of kind of hiding that and not allowing him to mess up with those yeah. throws. Um, I, I saw just a quick shout out. I saw Frank Gore was watching the game with, uh, John Lynch today in the stadium. So I thought that was pretty cool. 49ers legend, Frank Gore always love him. Um, On the flip side, though, I shouldn't say on the flip side, how much does this win getting two in a row now going into this very, very, we talked about it, important matchup against the Vikings next week at home. This kind of has to give the 49ers some energy, some uh, momentum going into that game. There's no way they could like sleep on the Vikings, right? They have to be mentally prepared. Now, especially after losing four straight prior to these two games?
1: You would hope so. Um, again, the 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 home game is what concerns me. For whatever reason, a lot of times they come out flat in Levi's. Now it's their normal 125 West Coast start time, which is gonna be helpful. It's not a prime time game. I feel like primetime games in a lot of respects have have kind of bit them despite the Rams game um and it's not you know an east coast early start which they took care of so now they can hop back on the plane head home with their heads held high coming off of a really good win kyle can give them tomorrow off and then you come back tuesday you know ready to go and you know you come back in relatively healthy and you know you look at maybe getting mitchell back um so you kind of plan for for the vikings there um They're going to have to really figure out how this secondary is going to bottle up Justin Jefferson because that's going to be a a tough task. Um, And they're going to have to be able to do that without leaving the door open for Dalvin Cook to just gash them all game. So they have their work cut out for them. Um, But as long as they, again, do the things that they are supposed to do, don't turn the ball over, don't commit stupid penalties. It's going to be a competitive game, and it should be one that the 49ers should be slightly favored in as it stands right now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the Vikings are kind of hit or miss this season, but they've shown they're capable of putting up, you know, yeah. points. Their defense is capable as well. Um, what they did to uh, Green Bay today was impressive. So the 49ers could not yeah. overlook and, them.
1: No, you know, cannot you sleep on them. Um, despite the fact that they're five and five, all five of their losses have been within one score. Yeah. So this is a team that's actually really good. And they've been in one score with like good teams. Um, so, Yeah, you definitely can't sleep on them. You have to take them seriously. You have to come out on fire and ready to go on Sunday. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble and you're going to have to do what Green Bay had to do today, which is play from behind. And I don't think that the 49ers are capable in the same way that Green Bay is of making up those deficits. Not with Jimmy Garoppolo anyway.
0: No, um, unfortunately not. Um, Yeah, they got to get out early like they have been. Get an early lead, protect it, and then hopefully they can just run the clock away. I got to say, the last two games, this game and last week on Monday night, the way that they're able to just completely, basically erase the first quarter and then end it with some points is extremely impressive. And if they can do that moving forward, continue to do that, I should say, that's a winning formula right there because the first quarter is basically gone and the team's, other teams barely get in their first possession. So that yeah. does a lot. And George Kittle said today, too, in the post-game press conference, if I'm tired, I know the defense is tired, too. And we saw it today, Matt, The uh, 49ers offense after that very very long first drive the jags offense then comes out and goes three and out and you know that defense was exhausted they yep. were just on the field for like 14 minutes straight
1: yep so yeah. and then another big 49ers drive after that and then the very next time the jaguars have the ball it's one play fumble the ball so they had four plays and then had to deal with three 49ers drives that all ended in scores and so yeah that defense was exhausted and you know, that's something that the 49ers really need to try to do with Minnesota is put that defense on their back heels and tire them out quickly. It's just going to make life easier.
0: Yep. Um so in the games right now, we have Arizona or see C- yeah, Arizona and Seattle playing. It's seven up Arizona over Seattle. Um Dallas KC nine up KC. Um obviously this Arizona Seattle game, we talked about it in the chat. Yep. We want Arizona to win because I just
1: don't think San Francisco can catch um, Arizona in the standings. So then you're looking at, all right, let's get a team kill then. Like let's have Arizona just take out Seattle to give us a cushion for Seattle. Who's getting Russell Wilson back and who can definitely go on a run. I mean, you look at the 49ers upcoming schedule. We play Seattle night football after we play uh, the Vikings. Then we get Cincinnati at Cincinnati. We get the Falcons at home. Um, And, you know, after the Falcons, it's a short week Thursday night game at Tennessee. That's, the, you know, the, there's there's a couple of tough games in the schedule. Um, January 2nd against the Texans should be a layup, but you never know because the Texans beat Tennessee today. Um, they just have to go out and handle business each and every week. So I'd like Arizona to get us a team build just to kind of give us a cushion. But they still have to win because you have Minnesota and the New Orleans Saints right there, you know, nipping at their heels. And it's going to be a battle for that last spot for sure.
0: Yeah. The, the bottom of the NFC is, I shouldn't say the bottom, the, the bottom of the wild card, the playoff teams is very, very full. Um, and it's a lot of competitive teams in there. The 49ers find themselves right in the mix. Hopefully they can put it pull it together and make sure they get the job done. Um, I want to take a quick second, though, Matt. We got to shout out my bookie. My, do- my bookie is doing something really cool this week with Thanksgiving, you can bet $250 risk-free in the Raiders versus Cowboys game um, on Thursday on Thanksgiving. So you could wager up to $250 against the full spread of the Raiders versus Cowboys games, either wins or is returned to you with as cash with a one-time rollover. So if you wager $250 on the Cowboys against the spread, and if the Cowboys cover you win, But if the Cowboys don't cover, your $250 wager is refunded as cash with a one-time rollover. This is awesome. You can basically bet guilt-free, risk-free. I should say risk-free because if you lose, you still win. You get your money back. So go take advantage right now, guys. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code HIVE, and you'll get your first deposit 100% matched up to $1,000. And then you can take advantage of the $250 wager match by my bookie it's like i said completely risk-free you either win and you win your bet or you lose and you get your money back i mean what 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 could what could go wrong with that so once again mybookie.ag promo code hive go take advantage of this offer right now guys I, it's only through thanksgiving obviously so go right now mybookie.ag. shout out to my bookie because they're doing some really cool things over there um let's go ahead and continue with this game matt what impressed you the most because it's tough to say I know the defense played really well Nick uh, Bosa played really well what would you say stood out to you the most
1: um man just just the clean the cleanness of the football um, the lack of penalties and being able to turn the other team over staying with you in your assignments I didn't see anything egregious in terms of blown coverages or, or missed assignments or missed tackles um, the defense looked really good. And now you pair it with, you know, something that, you know, it's been in the back of my mind that's that's coming up. I mean, Dre Greenlaw might be coming back, you know, um, uh, another couple weeks and hopefully D Ford can come back. And now you're looking at a defense that's getting healthy at the right time of the year to make a run. So it, it's really encouraging to see, um, especially, I mean, especially that secondary with as, mu- as many injuries have they've st- sustained and gone through and, Dealing with the loss of Jason Verrett and kind of dealing with the growing pains of Josh Norman coming in. I mean, it it could have been a disaster, but they held it together, especially the last couple weeks. So you can't be upset at that for sure.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Watching the, excuse me, I was going to say Broncos, the Jaguars out there were completely undisciplined. I mean, we saw Jenkins get in that fight with Jennings and it's like, dude, have some situational awareness. I think there was, up to that point, three three third down plays where the 49ers didn't convert, but penalties by the Jaguars extended the drives for the 49ers and they were able to get points. You cannot have that. So I, I agree with you. A clean football game was very, very vital for the 49ers. And that's exactly what they played. I mean, they didn't, I don't know how many penalties they ended up committing, but it wasn't too many and it wasn't game changing. You know what I mean? So it was very impressive. They were very disciplined. And I thought Jennings, too, kept his composure in that situation. I mean, he's literally getting punched, and he was still able to kind of keep his cool and understand, hey, this drive's getting extended because of this guy. So that's a good point. Clean football. Hopefully they can continue to play it. Um, Ace Press says, a lot of rookies got a few minutes at the end of the game. Nice to see. We saw Trey Sermon today, finally. He wasn't too explosive. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, 10 carries for 32 yards. His longest was 12 what did you make of his outing? Doing?
1: He's definitely. I see why they t- they took him with with Trey Lance in mind, because he's a downhill guy. He's there for that RPO. He needs to take the ball and just run through the line. He's not going to be a guy with like great vision and great escapability to the outside. We saw it today when he had that outside run and kind of just put his hand on Trent Williams' ass and went absolutely nowhere. So i think if you can avoid him in space in terms of like trying to get him to the outside or have him try to diagnose a hole to get through you're better off but at the same token the one area where i did like was i mean sermon plucked that pass out of the air on that wheel route and was able to get some yardage so at least as a pass catcher he looks like he has soft hands and that's a good thing um so a little bit of a mixed bag but i think that any experience that you can get him is going to be good experience um It's not like Jeff Wilson Jr. blew our socks off. You know what I mean? Like, I I think I even said it in the chat. It's just like, I've always felt this way. I think that 49ers fans overvalue Jeff Wilson Jr. Because of that zero blitz touchdown he had against the Cardinals two years ago. Other than that, he hasn't done nearly anything. He's a short yardage back that they put in there on goal lines that scored a lot of touchdowns, but doesn't have a lot of carries. And, you know, he'd have two carries for one yard and a touchdown. It's just like... Is he really that good, or is he just a name that you associate with touchdowns because you're conditioned to? And I think that that's part of it. I don't think that he's that good. I think he's clear, clearly, clearly the third or fourth best running back on this team. Yeah, um, yeah. Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hastie are both better than Jeff Wilson Jr. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree with that. obviously better than Jeff Wilson Jr., so that puts him at four.
0: Yeah. Um, He had his chance today to shine. He could have taken full advantage of it. Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, Ace, bro, you think Greenlaw gets his spot back over Aziz Alshair?
1: Um I think they'll work in rotation. Uh I think that I think that Gre- Greenlaw has better sideline to sideline ability. But, but I mean, Aziz Alshair's come on this year, so there's room for both of them. That that's for sure. Yeah. Um So he's, yeah, it's just going to depend on the situation I feel like.
0: Yeah, I'll show you is really impressed me this season because he's yeah I think he stepped up when the 49ers needed him. Um and at times he's played better than Warner.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Ace Press said Wilson Jr. is a good change of pace back. Yeah, if by change of pace, you mean you want a second and long instead of a second and short, because two point six yards of carry is pretty trash. <laughs> and that's the second week in a row that he's that he's been like that. So I mean I'd the, rather both both of his games this season, he's been under three yards of carry. Yeah, it's not good.
0: I'd rather they just use him as a goal line back, um, right, or blocking Don't, back. Exactly. I think exactly. Don't good. take him
1: away from his bread and butter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I saw right now uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel were up yeah. at the podium together. I like cool. I
1: like Debo's slippery one wet t shirt, man. <laughs>
0: It's cool, man. It's nice to see this team kind of vibing after a yeah tough four game stretch. The energy is back, and you can feel it. That's nice. It really yeah. is
1: nice. Hopefully, it was it was interesting to see because even during the game, you see some of that. There was a part of the game where Kittle came into the huddle. And I don't know why, but you know Jimmy's like calling out the play, and you just see George Kittle just like kind of like touch Trent Williams' helmet like in an encouraging way, like "Let's go, big boy!" like for for no reason. And those little things you kind of pick up on as, as a team that's like finally gelling and feeling good about themselves and feeling good about each other. Uh, those those things are cool to see. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Trent Williams, they asked him about his touchdown attempt, and he said, that was bad, right? I don't know why Coach didn't challenge that or something. That wasn't legal. Once I seen Jimmy throw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's my time now. Once I left the ground, I got blasted. Definitely didn't expect to be double covered.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like how in uh, Kyle presser he was like, yo, I was expecting that if Trent Williams caught that, we were going to have to deal with a penalty. (laughs) That's hilarious. It was like he was going to celebrate. Very inappropriately,
0: <laughs> I was I was a little surprised they didn't call it, but maybe just because he's a lineman, he's not going to get that call. Like I, I don't know. It was very really yeah. physical.
1: Maybe they forgot he was tackle eligible for a second. I I didn't hear them announce it, but I don't know if they did. Yeah, the broadcaster said they didn't announce it either. So yeah, very
0: interesting. Um, wrapping up here, Matt. Any final thoughts about this game or going towards the Vikings?
1: I think you have to build upon momentum. Just like you really have to you know, you have to take the wins where you can get them. You have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and playing this mistake-free football. That's something I think they can need to continue to emphasize going forward. The fact that you can get through a game without turning the ball over, without committing a bunch of penalties, you know, this and this and that. I I think it's very important going forward that you keep that momentum going because you need to get ahead of the game, right? Don't just wait for the winnable games, the ones that you should win, go out there and take a couple. And I think that this Vikings team has had their ups and downs. I think coming off of a huge win against green Bay that, you know, having to travel, they could be ripe for the taking and 49ers have to come out and take advantage of that and do the things that they need to do to win the game.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and also don't underestimate the Vikings. Like you said, all of the losses have been one score games. Um, The 49ers need to get out to a very hot and early start, whether it's taking the, whole first quarter again, like we've seen the past two weeks, that's fine with me, but just make sure they get out on top early Um, because Kirk Cousins, I know he's kind of – he gets a lot of hate, but he's capable, and especially Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, like you said earlier, they're a very, very capable team once they're kind of gelling. So as long as the 49ers kind of keep them off balance and throw everything they can at them, I think they can do it. I think they could take it and finally get above 500 since what, week four? So – It'll be nice, but with all that said, guys, we appreciate you all tuning in. Hit like. Hit the subscribe yep. button. Uh, we're trying to give away a 49ers jersey once we reach 2,000 subscribers. Oh. It could be you. What's up? We
1: forgot to announce it. We were going to do a giveaway today since we missed the preview show. We were. Um, also, I, po- I po- you need to post this because this shit is funny. I sent you a up? tweet. This is going around on Twitter, and it's actually like really ridiculous.
0: Oh my god! Okay, you want me to Write pull it? up on the screen?
1: Yeah. All right, give me
0: a second. Let me
1: bear with us, guys. Bear with us for this. We got layouts upon layouts upon layouts. Here, here, here. Here we go. Here we go. There we go.
0: This is hilarious. Oh my god, they're so similar.
1: Yeah. So if you look, there's a post going around saying that you can't tell trey lance and cj stroud aren't the same person so the ohio state quarterback they look almost exactly alike it's pretty crazy
0: wow that is like insane. they look like yeah. they're so similar i I, yeah. I hadn't seen this that's crazy kind of crazy yeah all anyway, right guys oh, um,
1: let me change this back how about how about this guys if you're in here and if you follow us on twitter Go ahead and like, comment, retweet the Twitter post. We'll pick a random follower to win a piece of merch out of our store. We missed the preview show. It's about time we did a giveaway anyway. We will announce the winner on what? Wednesday?
0: That works for me, yeah.
1: Wednesday seems like a good day. So go; it gives you time. Go ahead, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff.
0: And our, our Twitter handles are on the screen right on the bottom of our picture feed. So go follow us. Follow us on Twitter. Our personal handles are there. You can follow the podcast at RGS pod and make sure you follow 49ers hive as well. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll see you guys uh, soon to preview the Vikings game.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Thank you as always for joining us. We love having you here. So until next time, everyone go Niners.